All right, guys, you're very welcome along to episode 62. This is Shane, and this is Heartlines. Now, considering, well, it is St. Patrick's Day, so we're better to go to than Irish pub, but not in Dublin. We're not in, like, Galway or Cork or Limerick. We're going down to the sunny south of France, the French Riviera, and in particular, Nice and Cannes, and I have a lovely man on the line. His name is Thady Nolan, and he's the manager director of Ma Nolan's Irish Pubs. Welcome to the show, Thady. How are you doing? Thanks, Shane. Uh, all good, yeah? Enjoying all good. The, enjoying the win on the weekend, you know? Oh, yes, yes. Now, so so you're, you are, are you a big rugby fan, Thady? I would be, yeah. I'd be my rugby and then Gaelic after that, you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love, love the rugby, you know? No, it's, it's it's a great result. I and I believe now, of course, you know you you have to look into these things. I believe your missus is English, so that was it's a bit of rivalry in the family, yeah. <laughs> a bit, <laughs> a, a lot. She she bought uh, Irish jerseys for the my young my oldest kid, and that's been passed down. And she's she's conceded on that point. But like when it comes to Ireland, England, like it's uh it's proper. But then again, like she has a, her, her grandfather's from Belfast, so she's actually. A, a quarter Irish, so that makes the kids five eighths Irish. So that's the majority. <laughs> okay. In my yeah. Books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's from what? She's from that. Uh, was it Northwest? I was reading. Yeah, mm. Chester. Chester. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, Manchester, that kind of direction, or that. that kind of... Yeah, yeah. She's so like between Manchester and Liverpool, like so. She's ah, like, nice. Yeah. yeah. So she takes so, none of your guff, I'd say. None of your guff, no, I'd no, say. No. <laughs> a, a northern girl, as she calls herself. You know oh, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're different, apparently. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I well believe it. Now, so, like, you are... So where are you from, Thady? I'm from Port Leash. Port Leash, yeah. So, and how did you end up in the sunny south of France and Nice initially? Well, I used to be a computer engineer back in the day. I worked for a company called uh, Silicon and Software Systems who were based in Dublin. They were, like, one of the first, like, indigenous, like, Irish IT companies set up by like a professor in, in, in Trinity College, you know, so like, yeah. um, was with them straight out of college, I, you know, 13 years of which the last three I spent here, um, I was like seconded out here, like, you know, contracted out here, getting paid in Ireland, but working for a French company, an American company, actually, Texas Instruments. Okay. And um, so I came out in 2002 for six months, and then it was nine months, then it was a year, and they kept adding like bits and pieces onto it, and I got to like it out here, you know. At the beginning, I didn't even a clue. I didn't have a clue where this place was, you know. Very much a home bird. Well, I was, you know. So uh, I didn't want to be here. But after like a year, I got to like it. After a couple, I got to like it a lot, you know. And um, eventually, I decided to stay. Well, I, I know you've been here before, but like it was, it was a major lack of a, a proper Irish pub here, you know. And I've mm. always wanted to do. I've always wanted to do something like that. I always wanted to try my hand at, you know, the pub trade. And um, this was like a city of four hundred thousand people with like nowhere to go if you're like over 25 and uh after a couple of about a year try and manage to get her myself hands on a on a on man owners in the old town actually and um yeah from here from there i'm still here 17 years later and that, that was a culture so what was it what was it like for you like was it easy to learn the language was it easy to learn the customs because french customs are very different to irish customs i'm sure 100 well like i was a bit slow on the uptake with that sort of stuff like it's a big irish community when i come out here like mm. i worked for like I said, Texas was an American company. My boss was American, spoke English. Everyone spoke English. On the weekends, we're hanging out with, like, there's about 30 of us down here at one stage, like all yeah. from like, Irish offices, different companies in Ireland, you know, hanging out together, all speaking English. And uh, even when I started the pub, it was the same. Like my staff were all English speak. My clientele were a big part of English. You know, we we worked through English. And it was yeah. only after like sort of five, six, like my, my, I, I had four kids. And my first kid was born in 
in uh, 2007. So that's when it started becoming important to try and learn a bit of French to talk to the, you know, different people that you need to talk to, you know. I'm getting there. Like, I know it's it, it's terrible 20 years in, but I, I can speak French, but I wouldn't say I'm fluent, you know what I mean? Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll say that because my brother lives in Paris and he, he reliably and formally, he is there 15 years and he even says his, his French isn't great. But I'm sure it's enough to get by, you know, like people don't understand you as long as you, you're totally not out of your depth because I remember I've been in Paris twice and the Parisians are known for not being very, uh, you know, patient when if you're trying to speak the language and you don't get it right. You know, they kind of look at you go, OK, well, it's, we're going we're to change to English now because I'm not, I'm not wasting my time on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like what I learned, my, I learned my French speaking to the delivery driver and the, the beer technician and these lads who are more than happy to talk to the, the, the patron. Like yeah. In France, it's very, there's sort of like a hierarchy who talks to who. But like for me, I was just happy to talk to these guys like and they'd correct me a bit like or at least to make an effort to understand me you know so yeah. depend depend on the subject if it's about beer pumps or stuff like that i can talk french well enough you know what i mean mm, if it's mm. a subject i don't know i don't know you know yeah yeah well olivia yeah. now so like you moved to you moved to nice okay so you, you were living in europe so you kind of you knew got a sense of what europe was like because you know ireland over the years like ireland would be distant from europe now i feel ireland is more connected to europe than it's ever been because we're really more well, we're more welcome in Europe than we ever have been. I feel. Well, I think yeah. Well, the other, the other thing is with the with the flights and airlines and stuff nowadays. When I went to France first, you had to get had to fly via Amsterdam or Paris mm. or London to get home. Nowadays, okay, at the moment there's three flights a week, but direct to Dublin. And at the end of the month, there's going to be two a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So going home is a two hour flight. I used to work in Cork. It was a three hour drive back to mm-hmm. Port Leash. You know, back when there was no motorway and stuff like that. But even now, like you know, a two hour flight it's half an hour to the airport. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's brilliant, you know. You're, you're whenever you want. My mates come over when they want. Like yeah. a, a flight, a flight could be, you get a flight for fifty euros today return. So it it is that sort of, you know, we're that close nowadays, you know. Yeah, and I see like even like the the metro system is great in, in Nice. I mean, like literally, it's a half an hour, and like like our metro link in Dublin, what they give a a time of twenty thirty five. Who's gonna wait that long? like without complaining you know what i mean like so like well, that metro yeah. yeah you know what i mean no that's right the, like the metro is brilliant because like they mm. they built they, well they built it for they're not quite as bad as ireland but they built it for the euros in 2016 okay but yeah, it was yeah. it's it's only been completed about two years ago so <laughs> they missed the euros but like it is great now you get off the plane and it's a 20 minute in the metro into town you know and it's not that expensive like one euro fifty like one euro fifty that's cheap as just man and i think it's actually actually the i don't know what it is maybe it's maybe it's investment in in the, the local area because it is quite i don't know some parts of like you know south of france i mean affluent enough you know like can we'll get to that later on or antibes and place like that so maybe that there's some in, in, uh, investment in regards that keep the prices down because you know 150 can get you a lot of places like i believe you can go to monaco for 150 or a couple you know what i mean like it's crazy like that so it's so Inexpensive to, to travel, like transport, buses, and stuff like that. Well, well like one fifty to go anywhere within, say, an hour, an hour and a half at least. Like yeah. even to go to, we talked about it earlier, like to go to the, the ski stations, right? It's two hours. Yeah. It's one euro yeah. fifty. Yeah. You know, so like it's crazy. Um, yeah. it's really or like crazy. the mayor, the mayor of Nice, like he's done a fantastic job over the last sort of twenty years. You mm. know, investing in it, developing it, like it's. It's like Nice is quite. It's, it's a city with a with a soul. You know what I mean? It's like it's proper. Like Cannes, Monaco, and they're like small towns with a lot of, you know, affluent people, etc. Nice has, <laughs> has has a has an edge to it, you know, but in a yeah. good way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's prop. It's a proper city. It lives tw- twelve months of the year. You know. I noticed that as well. Like there's a, there's a lot of uh, you know 
working class folk there as well. It's not just like, as you say, people who people fly in for the, the festival or whatever, or go to Monaco and for the, you know, for the, the high life, you know, Nice has that balance. 100% yeah it's like I said it's a, it's a place that a Saturday is a Saturday a weekend yeah. is a weekend yeah, you know, yeah, Cannes, yeah. Cannes Monaco are a lot about like you said the festival mm. the, the film festival in Cannes or the Grand Prix in Monaco they've got a lot of events like that but they're the yeah. big ones but you could go to Cannes or, or Monaco in January like and you wouldn't see a soul you know mm, mm. ghost towns yeah Monaco Monaco I got, I got to see Monaco I went on a little trip and geez Monaco's just ah, it's palatial you know what I mean like it's <laughs> To live there, like what is it? It's a, a million for ten square meters, okay? So something, it's something ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's so you need about at least five million to guarantee your a home because ten square meters is not that big. You know what I mean? Uh, they don't, they won't let you yeah. unless you've got money. They won't exactly. Let you buy yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you started up a bar, like, and you had no experience. You just dived in. You just said, right, look, I've. It's not like the whole thing of like Irish for bread for bar work, but in a sense there is, of course we're brought up in that culture of drinking and, and pubs and stuff like that. And But getting behind the, um, you know, behind the bar and actually, you know, getting behind it and really bringing it to the masses. Was that like daunting at first when you started out like working in the bar game? Well, yeah, it was very scary, you know. Like yeah. I was, like the first time I pulled a point was the day we opened the yeah. first pub. You know, the hardest thing was getting the thing bought, but then once it was bought and, you know, got finance for it, being behind bar, like, like bartending, like I've got lads working for years and it's not easy about it. Not, no, no you know what I mean? You, you, you have to be like, some people are good at it. Some's naturally to them. Like I was never a natural bartender. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I knew what I, I thought, I knew what I wanted to do and I knew what I needed to do to make the place successful, you know? And that's from my 20 years experience, the other side of the counter, you know? Yeah. But, but, um, as being a bartender, yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough job. Like, and proper good bartenders are hard to come by, you know. Not yeah. Um, but like, at the same time, like you know, Nice was somewhere that had no real bars. Like, you had bars that were ideal for kids, like eighteen to twenty-five, dancing on tables, etc. And then you had like your tobacco where you could go and have a you know a coffee, like or a, a demi, yeah. you know what I mean? And that was for the old guys, you know what I mean? Or then you went to a restaurant. But like, as a at the time, thirty-five-year-old. There was nowhere to go, you know, mm. just just to go to watch a match and have a pint and have some food just didn't exist, you know. My mates had come over and they'd bring the, the wives to come with them and we'd be in these kiddie bars. My mates' wives would look at me going, do you really come here on the weekend? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm just trying to show you somewhere to go that's a little bit more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, so, like we were, it was an opening, there was an opportunity, you know. Yeah, and you took it very well. But I mean, I remember I asked someone, and again, that's the thing, you know, like you go to Dublin and you go, what pub do you recommend? And someone's going to give you a whole list of pubs and you're going to go, you're probably going to enjoy them because the locals will know. They won't just send you to Temple Bar and go, you pay eight euro for a point and you're happy out and, and you're going to enjoy that, that Dublin experience. But you'll go to the local areas. Like for me, I always send people to Camden Street or Harcourt Street. Those kind of like, that's where all the locals drink, I find. You know, yeah. in D- Dublin City Centre. But regards, your pub, it has a very authentic feel because I was there. Um, that's how I got in touch with you. I, I literally got, went on Instagram and said, well, this, well, this person who owns this pub, would they come on for a chat? And then your people spoke to my people. I don't have people. You have people. And and you said, and you said, and you said, that was, that was, that was my missus. Yeah. And you said, you said, ah, oh, yeah, I'll come on for a chat. And here we are. But like, it is an authentic feel. So did you have to have an idea of when you started the pub out? Did you want to like make your pub look like a pub from Port Leash or a pub from Ireland? Or how does that come from? Well, the first thing I wanted to do is make it an Irish pub mm. rather than make it a, you know, like in Dublin, like an Irish pub that you'd find in Dublin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or in Cork. Not an Irish pub you find in 
in, in like with diddly eye music and boys yeah, yeah. hanging on the ceiling. I didn't want to do that because that's not what you find in Dublin. No, you know, it's just the proper. What I wanted was like the big thing like I said is like is to try and get as many Irish staff as possible, so to yeah. make it as authentic as possible, you know. And then like we show all sports, like we're international, multinational. You know what I mean? If I have mm. English clientele, I put the cricket on. If I have got there's a game match on the Sunday, I'll stick that on. You know mm. what I mean? If it's the Ryder Cup, I'll be full with Irish, English, everything. You know what I mean? It's like we try to be, you know, just sort of open, friendly bar, you know, more than anything else. Like we have live music, but it's pop and rock because that's what people want here, you know? Mm. Um, so like we had a fair idea what we wanted to do. Like for me, like an Irish, a, a pub is a very simple concept, but getting it right is very hard. You know, like to, to get a friendly welcome, you think that'd be easy. Yeah. But you're trying to get staff to say hello say goodbye to it's not as easy as you think you know um it's all about personality you know oh it is i, I think it is i think certain people i think irish irish people have a feeling in them uh, about being irish and it doesn't have to it doesn't have to cut through you like a knife uh, regards you have to be that way it's just maybe travel helps you bring out the irish in you a little bit because i've traveled a little bit like i used to run a cruise ship and stuff like that and you find you're probably one of the only rare irish people working in those jobs so you have to kind of be authentically irish and then when you when you go to places like Nice, where as you say, there's not many Irish bars, your Irishness comes through, you know. Absolutely, like it's sort of a guy said to me years ago. I asked him like, what he's. Um, I was interviewing for a job as a manager, and I said, what would you, you know, what would your one line be? And he goes, meet, greet, welcome. That was it. Like meet, greet, say hello. That was it. And yeah. I'm like, that's brilliant. That's all you need, you know. Mm. That's all people people walk into a place and just want someone to acknowledge them, you know. Yes. Especially especially when they're away from home, you know. Yeah. Like you know. We tend to be like the, the go-to place if someone wants a bit of advice, you know, we've tours come in and go, how oh, to get to Monaco? And the lads are bring them out and put them up, point them to where the train is, etc. You know what I mean? It's sort yeah. of like something like you'd like to think you find in Ireland, you know? I think that that's the case. I think when you go get, go on go onto the, the world stage, for example, like big cities like, you know, in Paris or New York or London, people probably are not going to be as as pleasant to you because they're big cities, they're in a rush, they don't want to, they don't have time for you. And I, ha- I had that experience actually when I was in Nice. I went to the tourist um, information and maybe in typically French kind of uh, style, your woman was very cold. I mean, she's like, like I asked her, was there any tours, anything going on? She goes, no. And that was it. And it didn't give me any other <laughs> options. She just kind of shot me down. I was like, and I think Irish people would probably go, okay, there's nothing happening here. But maybe if you go over this way, but she didn't, she said, no, that's it. <laughs> and I was out the door and I was like going, that's the tourist information. She wasn't very nice to me, you know what I mean? So it's a strange Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's very much a question of who you get on yeah. the right day. You yeah. know what I mean? You can get, like, the French are like, well, once they like anybody, but like, you know, you can get the ones that are short, then you get the ones that are really nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, Nice doesn't have a great reputation for friendly people, but I, I've been here for years. I'm getting, you know, I, I like it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there is definitely at the beginning, I had the same thing, you know, if your French wasn't good enough, like, you're sort of, not very helpful at times, you know. Mm. I mean, it's a quality of life down Nice. Like that's that's. I was obviously the the, the pull for you. Um, obviously, like myself, I didn't know where Nice was. I know it's down by, you know, the south of France near Marseille or that kind of thing. But I was the same idea when I went to visit it there recently. So it m- must be the quality of life is the reason it's kept you there. It's like you know, you got the sunshine, you've got the beach, you've got the, the mountains just right beside you. You go skiing in the afternoon and sun in the daytime, you know, sort of thing. Well, absolutely. Like the weather here, there's an eco climate here, like because we're between the mountains and the sea. Yeah. So, like, you know, 300 days of sun, like you're saying earlier on, it's like 
Um, you got the mountains two two hours of the ski slopes. Yeah. You got beaches wherever you want to go. You know, um, there was, the weather's really nice in this winter time. Me, I like it winter, spring, autumn. Summer's probably a little bit too hot for me, yeah. but um, you know, you could be 30, 32 degrees in the summer. But like in January, in February, you had nine, seventeen degrees, eighteen degrees sunshine. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's beautiful that way. You know, yeah, and it's it's not far from home. You know, it's a two yeah. hour flight. Yeah, that's a good, that's Which, a plus. It's a massive plus, yeah. And then like quality life, my kids, schooling's really good. And of course, like everyone knows this social system here, like the hospitals and stuff are the best, you know, they're, they're, they're brilliant. Like my kids were born in, in Landval in, in Nice. And that's that's the hospital where Brad Pitt and Angela Jolie like had their twins, you know. They privatised like one floor of it like, and had their kids there. My, my kids are born there for free. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's mad. I know Elton John, because um, we went on a tour, Elton John has a house just on the hills there as you're heading toward Eze, up the hill that's there. That's right, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's, um, Bono and uh, the Eggs live out there as well. Do they? Ah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll get there later on. We speak to Khan. You must know a few people in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not well enough. <laughs> you don't. Ah, oh, you want a bar? They must be, must be all over you. Like, especially like you have a bar in Cannes. You must, uh, you must, you must have met some interesting characters over your time, um, in well, with Cannes film festival. We've had, we've had people in. The thing is, unfortunately, with those big events, those people tend to go to villas, like private parties and stuff. You know, but we've yeah. had interesting people in through the years. You know, uh, we had Alex Ferguson come in to watch a match one day in the port. Actually, sort of funny story that we get a. The barman gets a call on a Sunday night. It's quiet. And he goes, listen, uh, can I take a reservation for four people? And this is their reserve. It's a Mitchell Star restaurant around the corner. Mm. And uh, bar- the bartender's look, listen, we don't take reservations. And he rings back and he goes, listen, if I told you it was Alex Ferguson, would you take the reservation? And the guy goes, listen, we don't take reservations. But if Alex Ferguson comes in, we'll find him a seat. Anyway, three minutes later, in walks Alex Ferguson, like with three other United guys. Like, your man, by the way, happens to be a massive United fan. Uh. He's like, oh my God. But anyway, so we sat him down. We watched, we was watching under 20 England game, but like the guys leave them alone. That's mm-hmm. the one thing we do is like, if someone comes in and says, I just let them off. Don't make a big deal about it. You know, of course. Yeah. Like, for a few other people in since the same thing, you know what I mean? They just let them off. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, you know, we had, we had Ry Keane then and Martin O'Neill in a, a, few, a few years later into the same spot in the bars. You know what? Definitely. They must have had a word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Word then, gets around. You know, exactly. Has Bono or the Edge come in? I've never seen him, but I've been told they've been in once or twice, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, As in, I don't. Yeah. Like, we used to, when in 2005, when we opened, uh, they were doing a tour of Europe and they used to be based out, they're based out of Nice or Dublin, depending on where we're playing. And they play, I think it was like they play a gig every second night. Yeah. So every other night, their crew, which was like, they had a private jet, so to be like the band, the manager, and then there's all the crew. There's another like 13. Those 13 guys were in our pub every second night. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I got to meet the lads like, and um, Dennis Sheehan was the main guy, like a uh, lovely man, passed away a few years ago. But he uh, got friendly with him and he ringed me up to get a uh, table in the terrace, etc. And then they were playing in Nice and he got all the staff tickets for the concert. It was That's brilliant, nice. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but like they were, and then I went to New York about in November that same year and he got me tickets for Madison Square Garden, which was oh, pretty spectacular. Uh, oh, U2 and Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I've never actually seen U2 play. I I guess I don't, it's just hard to get tickets. I know my friends being to see them, but I've never really, I, I'd love to see them, but I wouldn't go out my way to see them. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I wouldn't be the person to, to be sleeping outside the front door of some like ticket shop to get a ticket to see them. I guess if I landed on my, on my, on my desk, I'd happily take it. But yeah, U2 are great for sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a different generation than you, you know. I was around yeah. when you two were like start. Well, not start. Yeah, starting off. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. They're rattling home, yeah. Joshua. Three days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Croke Park, Croke Park, and 
85, I think. I can't remember the first time I saw it, you know. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not sure what age you were in 85. But <laughs> I was one. Okay. <laughs> yes, I wasn't. I'm not yeah. that. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Different generation for sure. But I do appreciate, I do appreciate you two and then what they've done. But um, I don't know. Bono, <laughs> Bono has, has a, he's a mixed bag, I feel. You know what I mean? I like it at the edge. But uh, yeah. If I saw them, if I saw them, it'd be great. If I don't, ah, so be it. But um, yeah, so it's it's good to have those connection as well. And you're right, it's that sense of I treat people like that as well. I don't kind of like put any ears or grace on people. For sure, it's, I speak to many people like I work in hospitality and stuff. But you meet people, but you still treat them like humans, unless they are like super famous and you're kind of you're a bit awestruck. But rarely it happens. Like I've remember I was in Edinburgh living. I was I was promoting for a comedy comedian. And like Tommy Tiernan was sitting on a bollard on the street and he was just like in his, in his big bearded days. And I was just, how are you, Tommy? And Tommy was just like, how are you doing? You know, he didn't really, you know what I mean? Like just some guy sitting there, he's between shows, stuff like that. So that's the way I treat people, you know what I mean? Because they're just people, you know, but yeah, uh, of course 100%. they need, some people like, especially if you're like, an, uh, like a George Clooney or Brad Pitt, maybe you want to be treated differently because you are George Clooney. Or maybe, you know I mean? or, or maybe they don't. Maybe, maybe they just like to be treated normal. Maybe, oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I, again, I've done some, I've done some uh, digging. You won French Riviera Business Persons of the Year 2014. What was that like? Well, it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, it was way, way, way more embarrassing than this. I tell you, know, like it was, uh, I don't know, just someone, I can't remember. A friend of mine, yes, she's a journalist that uh, worked for Riviera Radio, Australian. Mm. Cassie Tanti, she she recommended I go for it, you know. And uh, I remember talking to people at the time, going, "Oh, that's a bad, if you ever win that, like it's a curse on your business type thing." But anyway, I went for it. Like, and to be honest, now it was like it was nice, like to win it. You know what I mean? And we had a we had a good night. You know what I mean? So yeah. And then it was uh it was cancelled the following year for some reasons, which meant I was actually the business person of the year for a full two years. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> that's not. That's not bad. No. But is that like how is it voted? Is it voted amongst like your peers, or is it is it a council thing, or how does it work? That was like a, an anglophone like competition. So a lot of like uh, it's an association like and the, it was like nominated say like. I know many people then six get to the final and then on the night like you have to give a bit of a spiel and a presentation now before that you have to sit with the judging committee and actually go through numbers and actual proper business stuff rather yeah. than just like yeah like i said it was it was an interesting experience you know it made me actually had to put a presentation together etc you know what i mean which not something i hadn't done since i opened the bars you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but like yeah it was it was good like it, it's a small enough thing but it's still like it's nice to win it you know yeah, yeah. Well, it it shows that you're doing something in the in the community, or you're you're doing something for the community because, like, you, you, as you said, there wasn't many, there wasn't an Irish bar or a bar like as authentic Irish as Man Owlands is. I've been there once. I'm not. I didn't get to see the one at, at towards the. I was in the main one in, in Old Town, but there's another one up on the up towards Wonder the kind port. of marina. So yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's one in Cannes. I didn't see the one in Cannes either. I was I was only there, I was only in Cannes for like forty minutes. Is is it near the actual? Uh, auditorium place the casino yeah the, the one in Cannes, it's uh it's like 128 meters from the red carpet where they have oh the, yes so it's right beside, like it's a brilliant location now, this is the this week is the first proper congress we've had in 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 three years yeah since or two well two and a half years since mip since covid kicked in you know yeah and the congress is called mipim and like two three years 2019 there was like twenty four thousand people in Cannes. 
for that. And Cannes a city of 70,000 people, so you can imagine. Mm. And like this week now they're back and there's 18,000, which is still a big number. And like it's, it's Cannes all about that. It's all about congresses, conferences, the film festival. You got the Lions, which is all the marketing stuff. You know, you got MIPCOM, which is all common stuff. MIP TV, yeah. which is all the TV series and stuff. So there's like eight or 10 of those a year. And we haven't had them for the last two years, you know. So like I said, today is the start of the first one like I said, since, since 2019, we're like really looking forward to that now, you know, after this, I have to load up a few kegs and go into the pub running short already, which is Yeah, great, yeah, know? yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you, uh, have you ever done the red carpet yourself or are you, are you a timid man? I've got, I, we got VIPs once to see how to train my dragon too. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, was, you... which was actually, it was great, you know, put on the tux, yeah. like, uh, Mrs. put on the, the, the dress and yeah. went up the carpet, got to see a few famous people. But like, it's not my cup of tea, but at the same time, it was nice to do it once. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, like these guys will be used to doing it because they're actors. So they, they, they live for that, that moment of getting to Cannes and then showing off their, their latest work, whether it's good or not. <laughs> I don't know, you know, but still, yeah. they're, in, they're in the sun, they're living their best life. And as I was walking in Cannes, man, Cannes is, as you said, of course, Monaco's a rich man paradise, but that's one that most people don't ever, ever, ever get to live because the cost of living, because they want oh, to yeah. have a certain elite <laughs> living there, you know, yourself, all these kind of really wealthy people and people who are born into wealth. And like, for example, like to live in Monaco, you have to either marry someone, uh, you have to have a certain amount of money and guaranteed money. So they, they track your finances, which is mad. It's crazy stuff like well, the thing is, the, ven- the benefit is the tax. You don't pay tax, so that's why people yes. want to live. Yes, yes, so absolutely. People yeah, can yeah. Af- people can afford to live there. Just the, the tax benefit alone probably pays for their property. Some of them, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's a different, a different animal standard. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at Can okay, and I just wanted to talk about the Carlton Hotel because you, the guy, the tour guy, was telling me every day this Carlton Hotel doesn't open. You know past its time so say let's say like say say when, when's the Cannes Film Festival it's in May is it it's in May so this year is the second third and fourth week of May okay so say it doesn't open it has to open by May if it doesn't open every day it doesn't open the contractor or someone charges a million euro for every day of course okay I don't know the, I don't know the numbers <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's a very mean? big it's yeah. a very big hotel, like, you know, yeah, during the exactly. film festival, they'd rent a suite for, I don't know, 50 grand, Yeah, you know, a day type thing. You ah. know what I mean? I don't know the exact numbers, but like, mm. there's a lot of money floating around that time no, of year. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I know we talk with Patrick today, but we're going to get into it. So what, what do, what's man owns, considering this is one of the first in, in, in a few years because of COVID and stuff like that. So what's, what, what's man owns plans for Patrick's day this year? Well, it's it's our first one since 2019, so three years without a Patrick's yeah. Day, which is, mm. which is like you know the, the COVID hit. Like we closed 24, sorry, 14th of March 2020, three days yeah. before Patrick's Day. You know, so we were fully stocked, like loads of Guinness in. What I found like at the France versus St Patrick's Day is huge among yeah. the French. You know what I mean? It's not the ex, it's not just the expats here; it's the actual French love it. Mm. You know what I mean? So first thing we do is get in loads of Guinness. Second thing we do is get loads of staff on, you know what yeah. I mean? Because we never have enough staff for St. Patrick's Day. And then, like, we have a band in Cannes. On, uh, we have a stage outside the pub, and we've got a band playing. Um, the pub's in Nice. We don't have room for a band, you know what I mean? It's just, it's carnage, like, so it's yeah, it's great. Like, so like I said, the, the target is to make sure we have enough Guinness, like, and enough staff to serve it, you know? That's the priority, very basic, but, mm. you know what I mean? And like I said, just looking forward to, like, 
going back to normal, you know. Is there a parade in Nice or is there like a, some sort of like, you know, celebration? There's, there's no parade, no. But like I said, it's probably, I would say after New Year's Eve, it's probably the biggest day out in France for mm. French people, which I said, like, you know, look, we live in a village outside Cannes and they're having the St. Patrick's Day celebrations mm. in the square. Like, and I'm, I was, I saw that because the day's going around about and I was shocked, but I, mm. I'm still shocked to me how huge it is around the world. You know what I mean? But like French people don't travel. It's not like go to the States and it's all these people who are Irish, Irish Americans. These are people that are French. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the French can be very reserved. Don't drink like, you know, don't, they drink a lot, but they don't do the same type of drinking we do. Mm. But when it comes to Paddy's day, they do exactly what we do. You go out and they have, you know, they have a big night. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's massive. Like, you know, so when does festivities kick off? Like, is it going to be, for, do you open up early and close it late? Or is there a late license sort of situation going on? How does it work? No, it's a tourist this year. So it means it's like, it's after work for, for everyone. You know, there's mm. no day, there's no bank holiday. It's not a bank holiday here. So yeah. what will happen is like, we'll, we'll come to five o'clock. Once people finish work, it gets busy. By six, we're full. And yeah. then go on then till, till midnight or one in the morning, depending. Yeah. Most people are work, working the next day. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's just a proper, like big party for a night that's it you know what i mean there's no parade mm. there's no build up there's nothing after you know what I mean? yeah. it's just that one day and it's just like i said it's 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 mad you know so anyone who's french or, or anyone who's even not from ireland or doesn't understand the irish culture get into man olin's and then you, you'll you get a, t- a piece of saint patrick's day and irish culture well, exactly yeah we put on a couple of very good tunes you know irish tunes of course you know and then like i said we just the guinness flows you know we have we have uh we have five bars now in total three Irish bars and we've got Van Diemen's and Le Batteleur which is a French bar Van Diemen's an Australian bar having a competition between them see who says the most Guinness you know because <laughs> I had actually uh, I had the uh, the Guinness guru do, do you follow him? I see yeah I've seen him I've seen some of his stuff yeah yeah the Guinness guru was on and it's just a habit I do now. Whenever I go, I, I kind of I tag him or I say this at this point. And it was a lovely point of Guinness. Considering like they say, you know, I asked him, does does it travel? It's not about traveling. It's about expectations of a, a nation to appreciate a Guinness. For example, Irish people love Guinness. So if you go to Dublin or Ireland, you'll see they have a quality team will check the taps. Whereas over on the continent, they're probably not so much about quality of the Guinness because they have other spirits like in France, they have wine, champagne, stuff like that, like different uh, alcohol that is not Guinness. So they don't have to focus on the quality. They just want to slop it out there and, and there you go, you know. Well, yeah, it is like first, like, uh, well, for years, like they said, our Guinness didn't travel. Guinness travels nowadays yeah. because yeah. it's the same liquid, same liquid. Guinness that we have is the same Guinness that's been served in Dublin. You know, yeah. back in the day, they used to, used to be brewed in London to about 15 years ago, I think. Mm. Now it's all coming from Dublin. So it's the same liquid. Mm. The thing is, it's how, how you look after it, you know, and Absolutely. We, we, we know how to look after it. Like I said, a lot of, most of our, a big part of our staff are, are Irish. They know how to pour it, you know what I mean? Like, and, like I've always, well, I'm being a bit biased here, but I reckon our Guinness is as good as any Guinness you get in Dublin anything and i've i've i like my guinness you know i know my guinness you know and uh i've had mates over and back in the day when we started we'd have like older lads especially come in they're drinking lager and i'm like what would you drink back home and he goes i'm guinness back home and i go you know what so i'd buy him a pint of guinness and i give it to him i said listen if you don't like it you don't pay for it they always paid for it but it is a big thing to get your guinness like in an irish pub your guinness has to be right you know i think so absolutely yeah absolutely now okay so uh, you're saying that like yeah because like like France, Cronenberg and stuff like that, you know, that's what I'm used to in France and I'm sure there's other beers, but yeah, Guinness, I mean, when you go to an Irish pub, yeah, Guinness is kind of what people look for, you know, so you expect kind of good quality Guinness for sure. Oh yeah, 100%, yeah, no, I, I think our, a can, we got to, like to do, do the 
Guinness do go and send guys around to test your Guinness, etc. And you yeah. watch the bartender put like it's like a pub spy type thing, you know. Mm. And then you get then you get your then they'll check the temperature of it and they'll check like the cleanliness of the glass, etc. So we, we got the best Guinness in 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 can the last time you did that. I think that was before COVID, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't remember if you got it for nice or not, but like you know what I mean. It's 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 nice to get it again. It's yeah. rewards. You know what I mean, but like. I was I was um, in a French bar a few weeks ago and I got a Guinness and it was it was shocking you know what yeah. I mean it was like I said it's the same liquid when it was one pour there was bubbles in it it was like concave and it was like mm. it was it was up there one you know like the pictures of how not to do your Guinness yeah 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 know that yeah 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 that's but that was it was down to care did it guys it was a French bar they didn't really care about Guinness was mm. Or not, you know? Have you got behind? Are you are you a soccer fan or a football fan? Are you a Nice fan now? Um, not so much. I'll be honest with you. I stopped genuinely sporting football back in two thousand and two when Roy decided to walk. I'm always I've always been pro Roy Keane, you know. Um, and since then I'll watch Ireland when they're playing, you know. Okay. Um, I've played like, when the, the Euros were here a few years ago. Went to a couple of games, you know. That was great. Not that much of a Nice fan, to be honest. Not sure yeah. it's out loud, but like, uh, not a big football fan in general, you know. Like I said, yeah, I watch yeah. Ireland, I'll follow the Premiership, uh, I keep an eye on the Champions League to see which teams are in it that, that are good for business, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Nice, Nice are doing well this year, actually. They're in second place in the in mm. League One, which is if they qualify, that means Champions League football and possibly a couple of big English teams down here or something, which is be great, you know. Of course, yeah, great. Of course, it's the, the bigger teams. Everyone wants the big teams, but um, so you're big into rugby. Is would you say like living in France for however long you are there? So 2002, you said 2002. Yeah, 20 years. When's the anniversary? June third. I'm here 20 years. I came at the beginning of April, so short, one month short. But the pub's open 17 years. Yeah. So June June third will be the anniversary for that. The fact that you like are a rugby fan does that does that help your kind of appreciation of France because they love rugby down in France, don't they? Yeah, like this is the thing with you know the French are shocking when it comes to a like match or something. There's a football game on, final whistle, the pub's empty. You know they're gone. Uh, There's a big massive exit. When it comes to the rugby, they actually stay around and they have to crack. They're a bit more like a bit like us. The, the rugby, the French rugby fans are brilliant. You know. Yeah. They're like the, a lot of them are from the west of France, so that's a little bit more, what well, I'd like to say, authentic French. You know, they're nice. They're, 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 they love their rugby. They're big into it. Like, and, and they respect our good players. You know what I mean? Like the, and uh, it's actually great since I've been here. Like the, the level of respect for Irish rugby has gone up a lot because you know, 20 years ago, Irish rugby wasn't. The French didn't fear us, you know? Yeah, no. I've tried the hand down there. You know, a few players have tried and maybe had some varying levels of success. Um, O'Gara went to Racing. He, he was a coach, or is he a coach now? I think he is. He's in La, he's in La Rochelle now. He's Sorry, he's brilliant. in La Rochelle, yeah. So he was coaching. Or, I don't know how it works. Is a head coach, they say a head coach is a coach and a coach and a manager. I don't know what it is. They, they kind of confuse the, the titles to make them yeah, seem he's, like. He's, the, yeah. I think he's the main, the main man. You know what I mean? He's the main he's man the, now, yeah, in La Rochelle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's doing really well. And, yeah. Uh, at one stage, uh, Paul O'Connell was going to come and play with Toulon an, an hour away. And mm. those lads would come up to us once a week for like, they'd have two days off and they'd come to us for a few points. But he injured his knee, if you remember, in, I think it was 2011 World Cup. And that was that was the end of his career. Yeah. So he had signed for Toulon, but he never came, you know. So uh, I it mean, would have been interesting as he come down, you know. I'll tell you, if you lived in the center of France versus going to like like London to to have maybe similar weather to Ireland, well, maybe during the summer be better because it's close to France. But like, yeah. I'm sure your 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 knee recovery would be better in the south of France because of the heat. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's true, yeah. No, they've had, yeah. like, we've had um, Jonah Lumo, like, uh, he used he played for Marseille for uh, ah. a, cup, a couple of, one season, you know, and that's yeah. like federal one. It's like, it's like AIL. But, mm. you know, I met him once, like, lovely man, but, like, you, you have all these guys at the end of the career come down here and trying to, Dan Luger played for Nice for a while. Yeah. Like, won, won a World Cup with England, you know, um, big into rugby down here. Like, not uh-huh. so much in, in Nice, but, like, definitely in the south of France, you know. And like with France going well at the moment, that's really good for business. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it is. Like France went through like a, a, some doldrums, and now they're on the cusp of winning a Grand Slam. If England don't do us a favor, or England do us a favor, then we could win win the title this year. But I, I, yeah. one of the guys I work with says he doesn't think they're going to do us a favor. I think France are going to steamroll them. That's the end of that. No, I don't think so. I think that this weekend, after what I saw this weekend with England and Ireland, yeah, I think. I think England are probably one of the only teams in the world that can front up to France. And they've got nothing to lose. All the pressure's on them. It's like this, for the one time like in my life, don't let my wife hear this, where like, I'm going to be shouting for England 100%. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, look, it's different. I think it's, it's different. You don't really show for the football, but rugby, it's, there's, a, there's a certain level of respect. You know, those lads, it's a collision sport. They hurt themselves bad. They're tough men. You know, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't play rugby. Well, I might play it, but I, I prefer like play tag rugby. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's always been a good relationship there between Ireland, Ireland, England when it comes to rugby, you know. Mm. And uh, like I said, I think they they're definitely not going to go out of their way not to win on Saturday. That's for sure. You no, know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So it's we'll go and, back. As, and as far as the French are concerned, that's the biggest game. Like England in town for them, it's huge, you know. Yeah, no, it will be. Yeah, I mean, to to be because they've up and down like the French they, they have this moment, this thing where they just kind of fall off the face of the earth and then they just turn up. When, you know, unexpectedly. It's like, what, what is this team about? Like, they've been building for a long time. It's like Ireland, where we got to number one in the world, and then number one didn't mean anything. We went out in the quarterfinals again. We have, we need to get over that kind of, like, mental block of getting past quarterfinals. Like, get to the semi, at least, you know? Yeah. No, like, I think, look, we've got a terrible draw on the next one. <laughs> so, you know, we have to beat someone to get there. But, yeah, like, we're definitely going the right direction. Like, we're yeah. playing nice rugby. You know, it's, yeah. it's good to watch, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, so I'm going to uh, finish up really sh- soon, very shortly, but I want to ask you, okay, because you, considering you're a long time there in France, even over your whole career, what have you learned about yourself since you started up, like, you know, Marin Olin's and what has become five pubs now? Uh, it's a tough question, that one. Yeah. Well, look, the first thing I'll say is, like, when people ask me, like, you know, was it hard to, like, you know, quit your work, start a pub, etc.? Um it would have been a lot harder not to do it. I think mm. looking back in my, like had I did it and failed, at least I would have tried, you know, as it, as it was, fortunately I did it and I was successful. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. the one thing like, there's definitely no, I have, it was, like I said, I was more afraid of not trying it, you know, mm. but at the same time, at the time I was sitting gill, you know what I mean? I had no family. So that made it a lot easier for me, you know, what I've learned over time, I don't know, well, like, I like working for myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure after doing this for 17 years, I could work for someone again, you know? Again, that makes me quite fortunate, you know? Uh, I don't know what I like. Um, I'm not sure after that, to be honest, you know? I think I'm still the same person. I'd like to think I am, you know? Like I said, I, I, I like France, but, like, I'd love to move back to Ireland or at least have more of a foothold in Ireland at some stage in the future, you know? Yeah. Give, give my... more give my kids a foothold as well you know like they're irish their mum's english but they're irish you know but uh i'd like them to you know to have a, a better understanding of what that means you know yeah do you sponsor a guy team there, there you are get a foothold there 
I sponsored a GA team. The local GA team here is called the, the Azure Gales, and we're their main sponsor. Yeah. I also sponsor a rugby team in Dublin. Salorgan Red Farnham. They, they used to be Salesians back in the, I don't know, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Um, I played with them for like seven or eight years, nine years. Like they're, they're a really good group of, lad, a group of lads, you know. So uh, once we started making a few quid, like I started sponsoring maybe I about 10 years ago or something now. I yeah. can't remember. And, like, and they, they're doing really well. Like they've bought like a, a couple of pitches out in uh Farnham like and they're, they're doing really well like they're probably the first junior club in in Dublin I'd say in, in 30 40 50 years to actually buy a grounds you know what I mean yeah um so like my sponsorship is becoming less and less meaningful but at the same time <laughs> you know like well like the lads I played with I still in touch with them all you know what I mean so they're a good crew so is there a deal if, if they win a championship or a, a trophy, they get points uh, from like happy hour or whatever over in Nice if they're over? Oh, whenever. They've, they've been over a few times. And when they come over, I look after them. Yeah, you know? that's good. Yeah, cool stuff. Anything more? Any, anything, anything else you want to talk about happening in Man Olens over the... Well, like, not really. Like I said to you, I'm just delighted that we're back to normal or at least normal-ish. You know, we're actually yeah. open. We've had two years now of pretty tough years, you know, with COVID yeah. and... Like masks came off last week for the first time, two mm-hmm. weeks ago, sorry. No masks in pubs. Walk into the pub, you can see your staff's face for the first time. It just changes everything, you know. You yeah. can't have a smile. You can have a smile, but if it's hidden, it doesn't really, it, you lose a lot, you know. Yeah. And then like today, the, the vaccine pass has uh, no longer needed from today. So just really looking forward to normal, you know. I don't think we can expect any more than that, like, in, or do we want any more than that? Just would like to go back to like 2019, you know, busyness, like tourists, etc. You know, at the moment yeah. there are very few tourists here, like we're saying. But come the end of this month, now there's going to be two flights a week from Dublin. Uh, I'd expect the same in the UK, North, Northern Europe, you know. So hopefully, it just go back to being normal, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And uh, long may it continue when it comes, because yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, people need that release and. Yeah, and like as you said, we've all missed the pubs. There was this, there, there was something about like people are making their own pubs and stuff like she beans and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, here, yeah. You know, I don't know. That's all. <laughs> as you said, the French are not that crazy about going to the pubs. They, they, it's more of a social thing, you know, have a drink and have a chat and stuff. Whereas in Ireland, you go to a pub and you can get a bit messy. You know, one point turns to two yeah. points, and two points turns to, you know. Yeah. Well, the but, French, the French, are, the French are starting to get into the that mentality slowly but surely. You know, like, yeah. like I said to you, when we came, there wasn't that many pubs. There was no real Irish pub. But nowadays, in, in Nice, there's 20, 30 pubs you can go to. Where that used to be five. When we reopened last May, like the ambience around Nice was just insane. You could see how happy people were. Everyone, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like loads of happy people, and like you know, there was none of the no grumpiness, no nothing. You know, yeah, it's, it's back to normal now, but like same as in Dublin, you know, when we when you guys reopened in Dublin, it was just like carnage for a, a couple of weeks. Uh, it was. Oh, jeez, it was, probably, yeah. Probably still is. <laughs> it can be, yeah. I mean, although, um, yeah, at first it was because people were let off the leash, you know, especially people like in their early 20s who were trying to figure out who they were and, and missing out on the social aspects of, you know, going to, going to nightclubs and being close to people, you know what I mean? Whereas, uh, yeah, it has been a bit mad, but uh, it's mad, but controlled madness, like madness, I feel. <laughs> I hope, anyway. yeah. Well, they're the people I felt the stories for, the kids that were starting college, mm. you know, finishing school and starting life, and all of a sudden, yeah. they didn't get, to meet, didn't get to meet anybody for yeah. a year and a half. Yeah, you know? definitely. I hope you get 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 another red carpet um, experience this this uh, this uh, can festival. <laughs> and uh, uh, I keep in touch, and also as well. Um, anyway, uh, Thady, um, that is your that's how you pronounce your name, Thady. Yes, 
Yeah, no, you got it right. If you got yeah. that wrong, I would have, I would have, uh, because it's because I know it's it's like short for Thaddeus, which is I don't know why why don't you call yourself Thaddeus? No. Well, this is the thing. My ma called me that, like because it was her father's name. Okay. You know, and then my great like my great grandfather's name. But yeah, yeah. Neither neither of them were ever called today either. Either you know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I was christened and that was it. Like you yeah. know what I mean? The next time I was I haven't been called it since. You know, unless not, someone's yeah. like taking the piss, like. I've not met met many Thades in my life. You know, it's 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 a unique name. It's a nice name. Well, I've met I met one playing football in Cork back in the day, and like guys are calling Tady. I'm looking around, and he's looking around when my teammates are calling me. So we actually we actually went for a couple of pints after just because yeah. I don't think either of us ever met a Tady before. You know I what I mean? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I just I just thought it's a it's a name that it's it, it's um it's not a common name, but yeah, that's a good thing in a sense as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Irish for it is Ty, because that makes it a lot Oh, okay. That, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think there was any translation for it. There you go. No. Anyway, Thady, uh, best of luck for St. Patrick's Day. I'll drop this episode soon. And once again, thanks for your time. Thanks, Shane. Lovely stuff. Okay. No. Talk to you. All right. See you. See you. Bye-bye. And that was Thady Nolan, a lovely guy. So, man, he is the managing director of Man Nolan's Irish Pubs. Well, down in French, Riera, he said, well, he's got yeah, three pubs initially, Man Nolan's. He's got... And Nice, and he's also got a couple of other pubs as well. How he ended up in Nice, and you know, and how he's preparing for Paddy's Day or St. Patrick's Day, and just to get a sense of what he's about down in the south of France. And once again, I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. My name is Shane. This podcast called Heartlines. And remember, you're always welcome here in Heartlines. Take it easy, and bye bye. Oh, and of course, have a happy St. Patrick's Day.